Welcome to Free Talk Live. We are back in our Keene, New Hampshire studio, doing a live show again for the first time in about a week. So if you've been itching to call in because our crew has been on a beautiful Rogers campground for the last couple of weeks, uh, now's your chance. Tonight is your chance. It is the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. And the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Nikki. And Bonnie will be joining us uh, in a little bit. She's been feeling a little under the weather today, but I think she's up for hosting the show with us. But Nikki, you just got back I did, yeah. to town after two weeks, as I mentioned, the beautiful Rogers Campground uh, any reflections on the Porcupine Freedom Festival and the following uh, Fork Fest? Yeah, I had a wonderful time at both Pork and Fork Fest. I, I heard you led some yoga classes. Yep. Yeah, so I do yoga classes every day at eleven, wow. typically at. Um, I do that at Pork Fest, and I also do that at the Light and Liberty Festival that Which we have is coming up. Yep, out there at Rogers, it's August seventh through the fourteenth. Cool. So usually my my time slot is the 11 a.m. yoga. That was really fun. I had great turnout. There was 30 plus people at every class, so it was really awesome. That's amazing. Uh, and then was I the, was that your biggest year for turnout? Yeah. Um. You know, last year we had big crowds as well, mm. but I think this was a little bit more consistent. Mm. Last year it was kind of like some days we'd have like 10, some days we'd have 30, but this was pretty consistently like 25 to 30 people every time. So that was awesome. Was it like beginner level stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do beginner level. I try to read the room, so to speak, and see like who's, who's there. And so I can conduct a class that's fun and helpful for everybody. So like, for example, um, one day a pregnant woman came to my class and Mm. I I knew she was pregnant. So I'm not going to do like planks and a lot of more core strength stuff because mm-hmm. obviously pregnant women don't have core strength. Right. So, um, so yeah, I try to read the room and, and make a class that's good for everybody. Cool. And then I also did a birth freedom talk um, with mm-hmm. the midwife that I collaborate with, Renee mm-hmm. LaPointe. So that was a really big hit as well. We had a big turnout for that and Great. that was really awesome. Was that like on uh, a stage somewhere or a tent? No, or? it was at the Spiritual Village site. Oh, so cool. that's where most of my events were held, at the mm-hmm. Spiritual Village site. That's one of the things I think they really got right with the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Having only been there one day, unfortunately, I couldn't go a lot due to my restrictions, thanks to the federal government in the Crypto 6 case. But they've sort of decentralized the event. So there is still the main stage and there's still like a curriculum there and people speaking. But there's also all of these what they call hubs. So whether they be about Bitcoin or uh, about, I don't know, what, like you said, you know, this sort of uh, place for moms to, to go to or whatever the, the theme might be, there's a bunch of different things all happening simultaneously. So you- and you know what else I noticed about Porkfest this year? This was almost a record high. I think it was confirmed that this was a record high of children I heard about in that. attendance. 600 so, was what yeah, I Yeah, so there's a ton of families at Porkfest now. So the dynamic is definitely changing. Mm-hmm. into more of yeah i would say more of a family-friendly event there's more events i heard for there were children. also naked people yes so there <laughs> has been a lot of drama in I some of the pork that, fest yeah. chats because uh pork fest is a technically a clothing optional event it actually does say it there does it really when you purchase the tickets i believe oh, wow. so uh somebody so it's somebody not like they didn't know 
Well, people like don't people read that. that. People yeah. don't read that sort of yeah. stuff. So, um, so yeah, there was a little bit of drama that people were offended. This that- is the problem with libertarians pandering to the right, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, and I don't think they should pander to the left either. I mean, I think we should just be freedom-minded, liberty-loving people. But pandering to the right, even though they seem like they're your buddies when it comes to gun rights or when it comes to not wearing a mask or whatever, we do have things we agree with them on, obviously. But then they show up at your party and they try to, you know, ruin the fun by complaining because somebody's naked. Yeah. And people's rights don't end where other people's discomforts begin. Mm -hmm. So someone being naked isn't inherently sexual. It isn't... Really, what I took from that is that people should be having these conversations with their children. I mean, if if you have a two-year-old, when you get them dressed in the morning, the first thing they do is strip. You know, it, it's hard mm-hmm. to keep a diaper on babies. Mm-hmm. So kids are... It's the you natural know, state. It, yeah, it's the natural yeah. state. So kids don't really think much of it. They wouldn't bat an eye until there's an adult that tells them, no, this is wrong. wrong. This is yeah. dirty. You have to watch out for those people. Yeah. They're going to hurt you and... So on and so forth. So, which is ridiculous. I mean, it is I, ridiculous. We the, the one day I was there, Bonnie and I were down. We were being interviewed for uh, the Free State documentary that cool. they're putting together, which looks great. Um, but anyway, we were all the way out at the end of the park, like all the way down where there's this gazebo, and it's just a beautiful view of the mountains, the White Mountains in in New Hampshire. And there's all these kids like running around, chasing each other around, like a mob of kids running around. And then there's maybe five or six people that were all the way down that field that were just like playing frisbee or something, completely naked. Yeah. And we were walking towards that direction. Bonnie's like, I don't want to go by them. I said, Actually, I want to go by just to see what's going on down there. And it was just some guys playing frisbee. And that's all that was happening. I just. I just don't understand why people are so upset about it. It's just a cultural thing. We're kind of ingrained to think that nudity is inherently sexual. You're not allowed to be naked unless you're showering or having sex. And those are like, or at the doctor's office, you know, like those are the only times you're allowed to be naked or else it's bad. Is that an American thing? I mean, because you certainly Um, see a lot about like people being naked in the streets of Europe. That's sort of like this classic thing. Yeah, more of a European thing. I think like... Nude beaches are a little bit more mm-hmm. European. I think, yeah, there's a lot of body shaming in the American culture, and I think that might be... It's it's kind of like leftover Puritan beliefs. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, apparently, there's some people that are making a stir about this, and I hope that the Free State Project, or whoever it is that's organizing the Porcupine Freedom Festival for next year, which, by the way, the tickets are already on sale for that, at, at uh, porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. I already got mine. I got mine already as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I hope that they don't do anything about these people that are being all upset. I know there was some talk about maybe keeping them to their own quarters, but I don't never enough for them. I don't like that solution because then it's like, okay, you could make these same arguments about open carrying a handgun. Mm -hmm. You know, that's legal in New Hampshire. It's generally in libertarian circles, socially acceptable, but you might have some leftist they coming could be upset about it that sure. could be upset about it and then are we going to say oh you can only have a gun in these certain areas it doesn't make so, sense so just because these ultra conservative people that are coming to this event don't like nudity you can't just put all the naked people like oh you have to stay on your site 
So I, I is just, that what the proposal is? Is that new uh, people some, would have to stay Some people were saying are? that. I don't think the pork fest organizers were proposing mm-hmm. that. I think there was just talk. Like people wanted to find a compromise, and I think the compromise. I, I don't think there should be a compromise. No. I think it's fine the way it is, and I think people just need to learn to have those conversations with those children, and maybe they need to do some self reflection. Why do I think this naked person's body is wrong? Yeah. If you want to weigh in on this, uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's one of those topics that has kind of come up over and over again over the years uh, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And it's like, I, I totally agree with you. Just you should be able to talk to your kids about this particular issue. And I think that's part of what makes these parents so uncomfortable is they it's there. It's in their face, quote unquote, because, you know, it's obviously happening. And their kids are clearly going to ask a question about it because it's unusual. And that means that that parent has to address something that makes them personally likely very uncomfortable, even though it's a relatively simple thing to explain. It's like, oh, yeah, those are naked people. Let's go get some lunch. Yeah. It's like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Uh, Again, if you want to join the show, you can. There's a lot to talk about tonight. We're here on, by the way, Independence Eve. Tomorrow, of course, is... Oh, yeah, that's right. Independence Day. And there's something in the news about a new survey by Gallup showing a record low percentage of Americans consider themselves, quote-unquote, extremely proud to be American. It's still too high, in my opinion. We'll give you the number coming up here. Uh, But it is a record low, so we'll share that with you, and you're welcome to join us at 603-283-6160. Whether you want to talk about people being naked as some sort of a controversial uh, act, you're welcome to weigh in on that. The number is 603-283-6160. We are back here in our Keene, New Hampshire studios, and the phones are open as they always are live. Sunday edition of Free Talk Live continues in moments. It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever is on your mind here in the live Sunday edition of the show. It's 603-283-6160. That is our number, allowing you to bring up whatever happens to be on your mind here tonight. You've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Nikki. Uh, so, let's see. We were talking, or about to get into a story about a uh, Gallup survey showing a record low number of Americans are quote-unquote extremely proud. We'll tell you what that number is coming up here. But I want you to know about an upcoming event. Uh, It's a couple months down the road, a few months down the road, October 21st through the 23rd. But it's going to be here before you know it. Uh, And it is happening in Prague. It's the Free Cities Foundation's annual conference called Liberty in Our Lifetime. They will be showcasing autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. The conference theme is Parallel Structures for Progress. You can go to their website, LifetimeLiberty.com, and use code FTL20 to save 20% on what is already an early bird discount on tickets. So you can add that 20, knock that 20% off by going and using code FTL20 at LifetimeLiberty.com. They do a Twitter handle if you care to follow their uh, their event. It's at LibertyIOL. And don't forget to get your tickets sooner rather than later. It's October 21st through the 23rd in Prague. Our very own Mark Edge is going to be speaking at the event. 
code FTL20 at lifetimeliberty.com, and hopefully you will be able to make it to that event. So uh, we're going to jump in here to this story from Gallup. The number is still way too high, in my opinion. At 38% of Americans consider themselves, quote-unquote, extremely proud unquote, to be American. Uh, That's probably what I would guess. Honestly, I would think it would be higher because it seems like more than 38% of Americans are Christian conservatives, and they all are extremely proud to be American. Yeah. Well, there's also another category of Americans who are, quote, very proud, and there's 27% of Americans who are very proud. So, I I mean... What's There's, really the difference between very well, and extremely? And I think a lot of those like conservative people are now not proud to be American just because Biden. Biden. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, and I I don't know. They've got to break this down. Yeah, they do. They do break this down between Republicans and Democrats. But it is still worth pointing out that the thirty eight percent is a record low, uh, and it does show the last twenty years of Gallup have they've been asking this question. Uh, those who are extremely slash very proud, so both categories, is now 65%. So still a super majority of Americans are either extremely or very proud to be American. But that's down from what it was in 2004, which was 90%. So a pretty big wow. drop since that time. And then That it, was, you know, after 9-11 and everybody was like, we got to rally together against the Muslims. Yeah, that's true. It looks like it kind of went down into the like 80% range for most of the aughts, uh, going up, peaking at 85% in about 2013, and it's just been going down ever since then. Uh, according to the study, again, by Gallup, they did talk to Republicans, independents, and Democrats And looking at those who are, quote-unquote, extremely proud, it is mostly Republicans at uh, 58% of Republicans. So even though uh, Democrats in uh, the uh, Oval Office, 58% of Republicans are saying they are extremely proud, uh, whereas Democrats, only 26%. Um, Not to be nitpicky, but I think it's kind of interesting. I looked up before what exactly is a supermajority, and the definition is... A majority is anything more than 50. Correct. But a supermajority is usually considered between 67 and 90. All right. And so it's not even a supermajority. So, yeah, Maybe by a point. Not quite. Yeah, but. Uh, so, you know, I just thought those were interesting numbers, especially given that it is, you know, New Year's or not New Year's, uh, Independence Eve here tonight. And presumably people in the United States are celebrating what it means to be American even though many of them refer to the holiday as the 4th of July, which, of course, is not the actual name of the holiday. It's Independence Day. Isn't it just America's birthday? (laughs) Right. It's just a get-drunk fireworks day. Yeah. It's just a day that America was really cool that day or something like that. That's basically what people think. Yeah, that is kind of what it has turned into, excuse to, uh, to drink and to barbecue. And that makes sense because americans don't really value independence if there was any doubt about that all we have to do is look back at the last couple of years under the covid empire and we can see pretty clearly that most americans are totally happy being told what to do i think i i I just was gonna say i don't think a lot of people really understand that the fourth of july was a day we seceded Mm. they probably don't really know that that's what independence means and uh, That's I an thought about reminder. I thought about that today because I shared on my Instagram a Libertarian Party. So it's LP National mm-hmm. posted this. It says it's a tweet, but I shared a picture of it on my Instagram. 
This weekend, you'll be told 4th of July celebrates the establishment of national government. In reality, it commemorates secession and promotes the idea that free people can alter, abolish, or withdraw from political arrangements at will. 1776 was the first hashtag national divorce. Mm. And my friend, who's very intelligent, not like a complete idiot, texted me and said, I'm not understanding that last part. Could you explain it to me like I'm five? The part about national divorce? Yeah. I think okay. it just kind of is something that is so not associated with 4th of July. Yeah. People don't understand that we literally seceded that day. That's a great point. I'd be interested to see the stats on how many Americans think that America is free. Because mm. we hear that all the time, especially from the Do right. Do still hear it, though? It's, I still I hear, hear it, it sometimes. Not as much, but, oh, this is the land of the free, home yeah. of the brave. We used to have people call and say those things, but I don't hear that not anymore. anymore. You know what yeah. they say the most is, it's the best country, at least. They do still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, maybe we're not free, but we're the best country. We're the most free or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry to say to those people that we're not even the most free country. I mean, as far as economic freedom, personal freedom, there's different studies out there that are being done on a yearly basis in the United States, and some of them isn't even in the top 10. Wow. So it's not, not looking so good. But still, most Americans here, a large chunk of them, are either extremely or very proud to be American. And if you want to weigh in your thoughts on your so-called American pride. You're welcome to the number 603-283-6160. There was a story that the uh, the guys were talking about on the air yesterday from the New York Times, a headline kind of feature level story about the idea of national divorce, about people migrating from one place to another because of Supreme Court decisions or, you know, they just feel like there's people that are more like them in whatever states we're talking about, whether it be California or Texas. Uh, We are seeing that migration happening and whether that is going to lead to a quote unquote civil war or a national divorce, it certainly seems more likely. It seems more possible now, even though some people still haven't heard the terminology yet. Uh, It's definitely on a lot of people's minds. And the more we can promote that concept, the more I think we'll all be better off in the long run. Uh, So if you want to weigh in, you can join us here at 603-283-6160. Coming up, I mentioned the pandemic, quote unquote, and the restrictions. And Nikki, I know you've got a story about babies, very, very young children, yes, and something that has happened to them as a result of maybe being kept indoors, kept away from other humans. Uh, It's, of course, we predicted not good. We'll explain how coming up here in moments. You can join us as well here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. 
It is Free Talk Live. Live Sunday show. Phones open if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. we got a record low number of Americans that are so-called extremely proud to be American. If you want to comment on that, you can bring that up. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Coming up, uh, since you're into yoga... Did you hear about the yoga Barbie controversy? No, I did not. We, we got to get into this. I've been holding. On, I've been holding That's on great. to this one for uh, for a few weeks now. Just figuring I'd wait until I was on the show with you. Awesome. Uh, so that's on the way here. The Christians are mad. We'll oh, just I'm say, sure they we'll are. Just say that. Uh, but here tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie and Nikki. We touched on the idea of the, the so-called pandemic and the various different restrictions, the crackdowns. Americans, of course, did whatever it was that they were told, and there's been some serious fallout from that because, well, obediently staying in your home made people weaker, right? Like not only physically because they were sitting around getting fat you know, on the couch rather than using that time to actually exercise or, or whatever, but also because they weren't around other human beings. And so that makes their likely their immune systems weaker than normal, especially very small children. And Nikki, that I suspect is what you're going to tell us tonight. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So pandemic babies with no immunity are ending up in intensive care across Australia with respiratory illnesses. And I always like to watch what Australia is doing, especially in regards to the pandemic. Because they were one of the uh, the worst places. Yeah. So there's there's that. But they're also six months ahead of us Mm -hmm. because our seasons are reversed. Right. So they're having the, you know, winter. It's winter time. yeah. Yeah. So so if. It's it's kind of a nice reflection to see what's up for us as mm-hmm. far as, you know, regulations and things go. And I know Australia's are always been far worse because I think people in America at least won't put up with that level of tyranny as much or maybe the government isn't able to implement those things, but I know in Australia it was pretty bad and so that's why I'm also thinking that these children might have even worse immunity. Because mm-hmm. they just haven't been exposed to anything. So, um, children are presenting with co-infections with COVID and other respiratory illnesses, which previously isn't really something we were seeing before. Typically, they kind of just like cycle through one thing at a time. But even in America, we've been seeing children getting multiple illnesses at once just due to their tanked immune systems. Well, I just saw something today. I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it showed... The numbers of people in between the ages of 12 and 24, so there's some kids in there, uh, that have myocarditis in the year 2021 compared to 2020 and 2019. And in like 2019 and 2021 it, or 2020, it was like single digits. And then it went over 2,000. Well, it, and it's crazy to me that people aren't putting this together. There are still so many people, even doctors that are advocating for this vaccine and it's just it's so clear to me at least what is going on here this this isn't a normal occurrence it's not normal for little kids to have heart attacks and myocarditis and it's not normal for perfectly healthy young adults to just drop dead And they, the core, you know, the coroner has no clue why these things aren't normal. And it's not a coincidence that it happened right after the vaccine was released. Mm-mm. That's just not a coincidence. Well, everybody that is remotely questioning or uh, just not completely compliant with whatever the authorities tell them to say got kicked out of the medical uh, establishment last year. 
So the article goes on to say doctors have revealed children born during the COVID-19 pandemic are requiring intensive care from encountering viruses they haven't come across before, <laughs> such as influenza, RSV and COVID, which the flu and RSV are very normal things What's that RSV? children get. Um, I'm blanking on the full name of it. Is it respiratory, respiratory oh. cynical virus? Oh, okay. Never Something like that. It. Um, but it's a it's a common one that kids get, and you know this is how we build up our immune systems. Mm-hmm. We build them up by getting sick, and it's a very normal things for kids to, you know, always get sick. But it's not. They don't normal. have to go to the hospital usually. Yeah, they usually don't have to go to the hospital unless they have, you know, like cancer or some immune system, mm-hmm. uh, you know, debilitation that's making them unable to build up their immune system to be able to fight these things off, and to end up in intensive care. I mean, that's that does not normally happen just from getting the flu or RSV. Even when kids get like pneumonia, they usually have to um, they might have to stay at the hospital a little bit, but not be in intensive care. Mm. So the this article is suspecting that the children had been born and raised when there were virtually no other viruses circulating in Australia other than COVID-19. So they weren't able to build up immunities to those other things. Because like normally they'd be out playing with other kids or play play groups or whatever, and they'll encounter various different strains of things. And for better or for worse, usually better, they'll they'll beat those things. Well, and right? we always hear, oh, the kids that played outside in the dirt, those are the ones with the good immune systems. And there is truth to that. The mm-hmm. kids that are sheltered inside in bubbles are normally going to get really sick as adults because they didn't have that very important opportunity when they were small children to build up their immune system. Right. Yeah, like nobody died where my ex-husband is from in um, in Mexico. And I remember one time he showed me this video of his little nephew picking up a lollipop off the ground and eating it and everybody was laughing <laughs> in the room. And I was like, oh my God, like, you know, I acted like it was gross. And he was just like, Bonnie, this is why Mexicans are more resilient than you Americans. And, uh, you know... It's probably true. It's probably true, honestly. (laughs) So, the Children's Hospital in Westmead, infectious diseases pediatrician Dr. Philip Britton said an analysis of ICU admissions across... uh, across, I'm assuming there's a word missing, but I'm assuming they mean across Australia, shows babies are testing positive for influenza and COVID at the same time. Over the last month or so, we have seen four times the admissions to hospital for flu in children as for COVID. Wow. Dr. Britton told the Daily Telegraph. Four times is a lot. That's not some statistically insignificant number. That's huge. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Britton said 5% of the children presenting with co-infections were being admitted to the ICU, a statistic he described as very concerning. Mm-hmm. About half of the children had no pre-existing health conditions, with the elevated number of admissions putting pressure on the hospital system. Mm-hmm. Some of these pandemic babies are presenting with inflammation of the chest, brain, and heart caused by influenza, COVID, and RSV, which is also not normal mm-hmm. for them to have inflammation of the chest, brain, and heart. That sounds very dramatic. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's sending them to the intensive care unit. Yikes. It's so, interesting that the guy even admitted that it's, you know, it's a bad thing that you know, it's um abnormal. Abnormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said something like that. 
So, and the article just goes on to say that severe cases can kill babies and toddlers because they have tiny air, airways and they're not fully developed and formed and they can struggle to breathe and cope with the infection. So that's why RSV is, it, it circulates among adults as well, but we typically don't get as sick. It's really, really for, for babies and toddlers, it can be really serious. So I can only imagine when they're getting that plus COVID or plus the flu or whatever else because they haven't gotten a chance to build their immune systems. So I just think this is really sad. And I think it could that, have been totally preventable. Yeah. If people were just normal and mm-hmm. went outside and didn't lock, I mean, the Australian government locked people in their houses and was threatening them and oh, they yeah. were super tyrannical. And now we have children dying and winding up in the ICU because their parents weren't allowed to bring them outside and give them a good immune system. Right. And then in the United States, and I imagine this is happening in in Australia as well, uh, now they've just approved the vaccines, if I recall correctly, for children under the age of five and I believe over six months. That's the latest thing now. I mean, I just think it's ridiculous because from what I'm seeing in my life, just with my observations, people that are vaccinated appear to have worse immune systems now. They appear to be getting COVID more than people that are unvaccinated, Mm. as well as other things. I'm just seeing them being sicker than most of my unvaccinated. I I, I say I'd say like probably see like 50 50 vaccinated and unvaccinated people and definitely vaccinated people appear to be sicker nowadays. I haven't been actually sick since 2020 until our own Mark Edge came here and got sick immediately because he was vaccinated and got me and Ian sick with his super bug. Yeah, luckily it was during the Porkfest week, so we didn't have to be on the air for, for most of it. Yeah. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. The number is 603-283-6160. You can join us. Yeah! Yep, it is Free Talk Live, the live Sunday show. And the phones are open if you want to join us here at 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. Join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. If you want to support what we do, you can join the Free Talk Live AMPS Patreon as JCon3030 has done, who did it at a pretty epic level. Uh, He's a diamond level supporter. So thank you, JCon. 3030, definitely appreciate it. You can join as he did or do our normal amount, which is five bucks a month. Uh, you can do that over at amps.freetalklive.com. It'll take you right to our Patreon. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, as we go to your phone calls and thoughts, I believe, is this Jerome? Yes, sir. You are on the air, Jerome, calling from South Carolina. Welcome. Yeah, I just called because I've been watching the news today, and there's another doggone police shooting, man, and it's just awful. There's another what? Police shooting? Another police shooting. Oh, God. What happened they this time? The guy, the guy's 25 years old. He shot him like 60-something times. Oh, what? my gosh. Might be more than that. That's terrible. 25 was, years old, man. What was it over? Do you he know? Was, he was he was running. They pulled him over for... Uh, they shot him in the back? Oh, they shot him, period. But you said he was running, the so they the so they shot him from yeah. behind. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, they shot him all. It was like they said there's like sixty shell casings on the ground. Wow! Wow! I think I did see this uh, headline. What are the uh, What are they alleging in this case? Well, it was a traffic stop. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, they're saying that he fired a shot out his window as he was driving away. Yet when they found the gun, he had a gun, but it was on the on the passenger seat. Well, not the passenger seat. It was in the car. And the, um, the clip was outside, was, wasn't in the gun. Hmm. You know? Wow. So 67 cases might be more shots they fired than that. They said one policeman that they knew of emptied his gun shooting at him and then loaded and started shooting again. What would be the point of that? Why? I mean, he's obviously stopped at that point that you've just emptied an entire gun. It would just, I mean, this is like an execution. This yeah. is like murder. Yeah. It this, is murder. And his family said he, he didn't even have a police record. You know, he hadn't been in any trouble or anything. Mm. It's so sad. And I can't imagine shooting someone that's actively running away. <laughs> They're not a yeah. threat, even if he did have a gun. Who cares? He's running away from you. Contra- compare and contrast when you had the, the, um, the execution-style murdering and, and, and COVID hogging the day. Guy killed seven people, and they arrested him. They never mm. fired a shot. I don't know if they fired a shot at him or not, but he got arrested. Yeah, Where was that? Police, another- he said Copenhagen. Uh, the oh. police in the United yeah. States tend Denmark. to be the most violent of all the Western nations. Uh, I forget if it was Iceland or something like that, where they basically never had a, a police shooting. And if you look by per capita, obviously it's a much smaller country, but per capita wise, the U.S. just blows away, so to speak, of the rest of the competition out there. I do have a story here, uh, Jerome. Thank you for calling in and sharing this with us. I, I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, this is coming from the Houston Chronicle, unarmed. Black man, 25-year-old, shot and killed by police in Ohio. This is Akron, Ohio. Uh, He was unarmed when Akron police chased him on foot and killed him in a hail of gunfire. But officers believed he had shot at them earlier from a vehicle and feared that he was preparing to fire again say the so-called authorities because everyone knows the the best way to prepare to shoot someone is to run away from them (laughs) right yeah exactly and and that's all that it ever takes for the police to justify killing somebody is all they have to do is say i was i was afraid because officer safety is paramount as we've learned with all the school shootings where the cops won't even you know go in for over an hour and just allow a you know madman to slaughter children because officer safety is way more important. It's so disgusting that they can just do whatever they want and most times get away with it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's going to pay for this poor young man losing nope. his life, getting shot 60 times. That's what they say That here. is extreme excessive use of force. That doesn't even make sense why you would shoot at him that many times. It's like it's almost like it's a game for That's, them. Yeah, it's sick. Because if you were just trying to shoot somebody, you would maybe do it like... You would know more than yeah the minimum amount of times that you stop a human being from from attacking you yeah and not which doesn't even have to kill them right Uh, Akron police released video apparently of the pursuit and killing of Jalen Walker who's 25 or was the mayor called the shooting heartbreaking while pleading for peace and patience from the community it was not yet clear how many shots were fired by the eight officers who were involved in the shooting but Walker sustained more than 60 wounds. An attorney for his family said he was on the ground while officers continued to fire. What? Demonstrators marched through the city and gathered in front of the Akron so-called Justice Center after the video was released. NAACP President Derek Johnson said in a statement that Walker's death, death was murder, point blank. 
Officers attempted to stop his car early Monday for unspecified traffic and equipment violations, but less than a minute into the pursuit, the sound of a shot was heard from the car, and a transportation department camera captured what appeared to be a muzzle flash coming from the vehicle. Akron Police Chief Steve Milet said the, that changed the nature of the case from a routine traffic stop to a public safety issue, he said. A few minutes later, the car slowed and Walker emerged from the still-moving vehicle wearing a ski mask and fled on foot. I wonder if the video is publicly available because I don't understand who would shoot one shot, unload the gun, set it down, and then run away. A handgun, a loaded magazine, and a wedding ring were found on the seat, and a casing consistent with the weapon was later found at the point where officers believed a shot came from the vehicle. This sounds like a and, setup. And mm. you know what? They could have so easily shot off the gun one time and then put sure. all the stuff. You know, it's. I don't believe any of that. I don't either. Uh, after an unsuccessful attempt to use stun devices, the foot chase continued to a parking lot at which point a crescendo of bullets can be heard. Milet said he has watched the video dozens of times, and Walker's actions are hard to distinguish, but a still photo seems to show him, quote, going down to his waist area, unquote, and another appears to show him turning toward an officer. He said a third picture captures a forward motion of his arm. This sounds like they have scant uh, video evidence if what they're saying is they're relying on simple freeze frames of and again this is according if, to, if you're running your arm is going to kind of move around your waist area well, and especially if this if what you just mentioned was the this, big evidence yeah. in their case i mean that's not very much at all uh each officer independent of each other related they felt that mr walker had turned and was motioning and moving into a firing position Oh, well, so that the police would never, of course, come to an agreement about a story in mm. advance, just generally. And they certainly wouldn't be given the opportunity to talk to one another after an incident occurred or anything like that. So the whole idea that the police were independently, they've just all come to the same conclusion. They didn't have a chance to have a little powwow or whatever after they shot this man to death. And yeah, who's going to stop them? the only people <laughs> on the scene, you know... Mm. Uh, the the cops are there for God knows how long until some independent person or news media arrives to cover the stories. They've got plenty of time to compare notes and compare stories. Well, and they're the ones making the police report. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Milet, this is again the police chief said an officer firing at somebody has to quote be ready to explain why they did what they did. They need to be able to articulate what specific threats they were facing, and they need to be held to account. Well, that's just, you know, a load, because we know they're not going to be held to account. There's no liability for the police for killing this this person. They will not be, uh, you know, even if it's found that he was wrongfully shot to death, the officers themselves won't be held personally responsible for it. And they know enough, because they've been through training... They know enough to simply claim they believed that they were in danger, that this person was a threat to them, even though he didn't have a gun. That's just as long as they say the right things, they are completely venerated. They're completely justified in doing it, what they did. It doesn't even make sense. Even if he had a gun, I wouldn't say that he's there, they're justified in shooting him eight times each. Like that's mm, how many roughly, yeah. it would take for. Yeah. 60 shots to go off how could that possibly ever be justified you want to turn him into like a pile of oatmeal because he has a, he owns a gun in america you can own guns 
yeah, it's not even clear if this guy owned a gun or where this gun came from that happened to be in well, the front seat of his car. You know, he he did turn around. So that right. must have been very terrifying for them as they were chasing him. You're not supposed to locate cops when they're shooting you. Uh, more than 60 wounds were found on his body, but further investigation will be needed to determine exactly how many rounds the officers fired and how many times he was hit. If you want to, uh, again, weigh in on this, the latest police shooting of what appears to be a man who committed no crime. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. They were pulling him over ostensibly for driving-related stuff. Car violations. It's Free Talk Live. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand it's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com, 101reasonsfilm.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open if you want to join us. And the number is 603-283-6160. Back in the studio here in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, and phones are open as they always are. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Nikki in the studio here tonight. Again, the number for you if you want to join us. It's 603-283-6160. We were just, uh, we had a caller, Jerome, called and brought a story to our attention, which is Kind of one of the things you can do here on Free Talk Live is uh, it's open phones, which means that if there's a story you want to hear about, you can call in and bring it up. Uh, he brought up the story of Jalen Walker, 25-year-old, who's been shot over 60 times, apparently, by police in Akron, Ohio. And he was completely unarmed in this particular case. There has been apparently some sort of video footage released, but even by the claims of the police chief himself, it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot to go on uh, in that footage. So, of course, it's going to come down to just believing what the police say. Uh, the eight cops who shot this man to death, even apparently shooting him while he's on the ground dying, because that's what happens when you shoot somebody 60 times. They can only stay standing for so long. They're going to end up on the ground, and the police apparently just continued shooting. Uh, so we can talk about that. But let's go to your calls and thoughts here first. Uh, we got Jill on the line in Virginia. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. I think that this notion, this uh, I think this ruling, recent ruling by the Supreme Court that police have no obligation to protect citizens will eventually go the way of Plessy versus Ferguson. It well, makes no more sense than that. It's well, let me clarify something. That ruling that you're referring to, that police have no obligation to protect, is not a recent ruling per se. It's a ruling that has been ruled again and again over decades. Hmm. So that's that. Go that, those cases go back many, many years. I mean, the police it were just created the to. 
covenant between the citizen and the government. Well, the thing is, there is no covenant, and that's the yeah. whole point of the ruling. The ruling basically says that police have no obligation to protect people, and so therefore, if there ever was a covenant, which is, of course, what people, you know, if you look at the definition of a citizen, a citizen is someone who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. The idea of citizenship was a reciprocal agreement. And so what the Supreme Court is saying here is that if there ever was such a thing, it doesn't exist anymore because we have no obligation to protect you. So therefore, if there's no obligation to protect, how can there be any kind of duty on the so-called citizen side to obey? Yeah, but this is totally ridiculous and outrageous. I don't, know. I don't think the people of this nation will stand for it. Well, they have stood, for all these years. Yeah, they've stood for it for decades. I mean, what are they? What else are they going to do? Yeah, this is nothing new. <laughs> I mean, look at what people did in the last two years with this COVID thing. Look at all they stood for there. They they bent right over uh, for all the COVID restrictions. Oh yeah, you want me to wear two masks? Sure, I'll just do whatever it is you say, officer. Well, and there are still so many people who justify the existence of the police force because well. We need something, you know, what if, what if somebody, you know, they, they give all of these examples, but to me, I don't think anything can be worse than what we have right now. I would, I would rather have nothing than have the police as they are now. People are just completely afraid of the unknown. They know this horrible tyranny Mm -hmm. and they think, well, it would just be chaos if we didn't have this horrible tyranny. It's uh, caused by public education, I think. That's what's ruined the citizens in this country. That I will absolutely agree with you on. I mean, that's the whole point of so-called public education is to brainwash people into believing in the state and being... The legitimacy of the state. Yep, and and being little, you know, robots, basically, that their job is essentially to plug into the system and never question it. Never go beyond the left and the right paradigm and just plug in and stay that way for their entire lives and pay taxes the whole time until they die. Go ahead. What was that, Jill? I went through public school. I hated it by the time I finished fifth grade. They wondered why I didn't want to go to college, and I didn't go. I went to a business school. They called itself a college for a few months, and then it took bankruptcy and closed down. And I was rather glad. Nice. Yeah, I think a lot of people had a similar experience where school was an awful time for them for various different reasons. And uh, and they wised up, thankfully, and said, you know what, I can just do my own thing. I don't need to go through this arbitrary system in order to succeed in life. And of course, there have been plenty of examples of tremendous success stories, people who avoided going to college. Uh, Jill, thank you for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing from you. While I wish that it was, you know, I wish I could agree with her. That Americans are just going to see all of the problems and they're going to wake up and they're going to do something about it. There's just I, there's just no evidence for that. It's, it's what I believed um, in 2020, in June 2020, after the George Floyd thing, when people first started getting really mad about it. And mm-hmm. I first got like an invitation to go to a rally that was advertised to me as a anti-police, abolish the police rally. I was like, oh, heck yeah, I can get behind that. I showed up and it was completely not that. It was all about uh, Black Lives Matter. And I mean, not that I, 
obviously don't think the black lives don't matter. It was just that that it was all of a sudden when I arrived, it was like co-opted by the organization Black Lives Matter. They were saying nothing about abolishing the police. It was Mm. just like completely unorganized. Anyways, I believed for a short amount of time that people were actually mad enough to uh, abolish the police and everything. And it was so quickly co-opted into something that made no sense oh actually we just want to defund the police like just stupid stuff like that it was immediately watered down and people have very short and i I hate to generalize but a lot of people have very short memories they're they're easily distracted did you say something Mm -mm. kidding yeah exactly (laughs) go ahead but yeah, and I and I think also not to get off topic, but I think um, things like TikTok are just feeding into that like ADHD yeah. mentality mm-hmm. where it's you know you have like fifteen second frames and then that's yep. it. And and I find a lot of younger people are more okay with that because maybe they grew up with more of that. Sure. But I find most people that are in their forties and their fifties that I talk to, they're like, I just can't enjoy TikTok. Because there's no real resolution. It's just 15 seconds isn't enough, but it seems like the younger generations are starting to, like, almost like their brains are different from maybe whatever they're doing in public school or, you know, just being exposed to technology so young. Right. And having grown up with, as you point out, TikTok. And before that, remember, there was something called Vine, which was a six second. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's over, right? Like, it didn't work out for them. But for a long time, that was a very popular. Yeah, I think it was Vine was six seconds. Oh, my maximum. Now, I don't think there is, you mentioned 15 seconds, but I don't think TikTok has... I think they go up to like a couple minutes or yeah, something. I, I, don't I feel really like know. I've seen it started off something longer. like fifteen or thirty, and then they expanded it. But still, a lot of TikToks are just like fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. because you can make it as short as you want. Well, and it's just move on to the next thing. Ha ha. Move on to the next right. thing. Yeah. Right. Or be angry about this. Move well, on to the next thing. And for a little while, Bonnie was doing some free talk live stuff on TikTok. I'm sorry, I just forgot about it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, for a little while it was happening, and we looked at st- the statistics of who's watching these things and of course it's mostly younger people and most of them are dropping out after 15 or 20 seconds like yeah. 20 yep. seconds was about the maximum that so you could true. keep somebody's attention and of course obviously we're a long-form talk show so i mean even a, even a clip of the show is 30 seconds or At a least, minute or yeah. something like that and it's just like that's just not gonna play well and i i don't i i think this was very intentional I don't think it was a mistake that people are starting to develop these short track minds Mm -hmm. and low attention spans. I think this was deliberately done. It benefits the powers that be. It's it's easier to control people and it's hard to learn things. How could you possibly increments? You know, Mm -hmm. how could you possibly read a book if you're you have no long term attention span? Oh, like young people aren't into reading, are they? No way. Yeah, probably not. You don't have to read anymore. They have movies. Yeah. Uh, if you want to weigh in on all that, you're welcome to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. I, I really wish I could agree with Jill, though, that Americans are going to all of a sudden start to care about uh, the police not having any obligation to protect. And certainly, you know, police shooting somebody who's innocent 60 times is going to get people into the streets. There are people, I'm not saying there aren't people who care. There obviously are people that are concerned with these issues. But it doesn't seem to matter the amount of outrage or whatever. The system is so set in its ways, and it is not going to change just because people are mad about it. And they know how to get through this stuff. We'll talk more about it. You can share your thoughts with us. Uh, Bring up what you want here on Free Talk Live.
Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join us. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. Cryptocurrency prices have been down uh, quite a bit in the last few months. And, you know, certainly not record lows or anything like that. It's about what it was a couple of years ago. Uh, right now, the Bitcoin price is about 19200 and change. If you want to learn about cryptocurrency, it might be a good time to start looking into it. You can go to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started at the top of the page. They've got introductory videos that will explain to you uh, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, uh, two of the more popular cryptos out there. But Bitcoin.com allows you to buy more than just Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. If you're interested in uh, getting involved in cryptocurrency, you can get started at Bitcoin.com. And if you want to get the latest news headlines, they got you covered over there at their news site. Every single day, there's fresh content at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, We've been discussing the police and them killing yet another unarmed person. 60 shots fired into... Uh, the body of a 25-year-old black man, a gentleman named... Jalen Walker. Here. Thank you, Jalen Walker. And he obviously did not survive that. Uh, we're going back to your calls and thoughts here. David is on the line in San Francisco. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I was uh, going to raise uh, a uh, an issue. As, as I heard you talking about the... Um, uh, the abandonment of America, so to speak. I was going to just out here in California, in San Francisco specifically. There's a, one of the most profitable of the Catholic churches uh, up near Cathedral Hill on Van Ness. Uh, th- th- when the uh, sex scandals got started, uh, or started to be exposed here in San Francisco, uh, that church. Uh, was basically shut down. It was one of the most profitable, it was one of the most popular uh, of the Catholic churches, but they were going to shut it down uh, specifically to pay off the the financial costs of the uh, uh, you know of the sex scandals, mm-hmm. the uh, child abuse uh, cases, and it was just like a pure case of uh, of killing the goose that laid the golden egg. This was one of the the wealthiest uh, parishes uh, in San Francisco, and they were going to shut down the actual church just to uh, pay off the the uh, sex crimes. Was sex, were and, sex crimes going on in that church, or do you just mean throughout the world in the Catholic churches? Uh, and, well, there was a Monsignor. His, uh, if you look it up, Monsignor Greenlaw, and he was—he's a whole case in his cell in a, in, in the, his own right, because he was the West Coast uh, representative for Opus Dei, and if you're familiar with Opus Dei, they are one—they're the whips and chains kind of, uh, uh, you know, the the worst example of the Catholic Church uh, comes out in Opus Dei, and uh, and he was basically stealing uh, the parish money and putting it into—I think he owned six different buildings six different apartment buildings, and uh, they weren't going to prosecute him because Opus Dei was very involved in blackmail. And what Mm. I was going to lead up to, I personally am not abandoning America because of these creeps. Uh, By abandoning our birthright, 
oh, we're we would be giving up uh, America's. Uh, I don't want America to be seen as a bait and switch uh, constitution. That oh, that already pledges, happened. Well, it may have happened, but it doesn't need to continue to happen. What do you mean and, by our birthright? Well, I'll give you an example in Tennessee law that just happened uh, January or July first. July first, uh, a new law kicked in in uh, Tennessee that said that homeless people can't use the commons, and if they're caught sleeping on the commons, they can go to prison for six years, and they would let, then lose their right to vote. Now, I take it that uh, part of the birthright of an American is, is that if you're not convicted of crimes, you have the right to vote. And if somebody comes up with a law that says you cannot use the sidewalks, you can't use the streets, you can't use the, the waters of America, those are our birthright. And uh, we the people own that. And the Koch this brothers. is one of the problems with uh, public property is the commons are supposedly owned by everyone. And so I do agree with you that if such a concept is going to exist, people should be allowed to be there without any kind of penalty. But, of course, the problem is that even though no one owns it and, or and everyone owns it, no one owns it, right? So, like, there's this weird dichotomy going on where ultimately it's the people who call themselves government that do end up setting whatever arbitrary rules. And it sounds like Tennessee set some rules that you don't like um, that ultimately they get to decide and their men with the guns are going to come and enforce those things. I had a whole uh, story in show prep for weeks. So I just never ended up getting to it about how a lot of liberal cities have been cracking down on homeless people, which is, of course, not what you expect from uh, from liberal cities. But that has been happening. But the whole idea, you you mentioned the term abandonment of America, David, and I don't think any of us use that term on the air. So I'm just curious as to what that means. Well, it, it, it was, I was using the example in the theocracy angle with the Catholic Church, where all of the, the parishioners of the Catholic Church that used to go to that uh, specific church basically fled the Catholic Church. They had uh, given legacies, they had tithed to it, they had developed it, they had put together all sorts of programs for decades. Uh, what does that have to do with America? He's saying that they... Well, Got rid of the goose that laid the... They threw the baby out with the bathwater, right? David, isn't that yeah, what you're saying? Along, yeah, along those lines. It's an America, again, uh, you know, if it, uh, if it was a tough battle to get rid of a king, and, and it was a tough battle to come up with a constitution, it, it's going to be a never-ending battle to model that constitution to constantly improve our lives. We pledge our lives to... Uh, to you know, to basically improve uh, the lot of all uh, Americans. But I didn't that do that. Yeah, I didn't do that. And, and I don't want to live in a never-ending battle when we could instead uh, break up the country and move to places where we feel that the laws are more in line with how we want to live our lives. Why would I want to live fighting a never-ending battle? Just like you said, it's Never ending. It's never going to ever be, oh, the Constitution now pleases every single person, every mm. 350 million people in the United States. That's never going to happen. It sounds like a horrible the, idea, and it has failed. Have you ever heard of the social contract? 
Um, I have heard of that and it doesn't exist. I never signed anything in it for a contract to exist. I would have had to agree to it and Mm -hmm. um, know about it and sign it. If you go to the gas station and you want to buy a a certain amount of gallons of gas, do you have a guarantee that they are selling you uh, real gallons or are they fixing the meters to make sure that they're really selling you? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Hang on, David. I'll let you answer that question coming up here in a moment. Is he going to say that we need the government to measure a gallon? Is that what he's going to say? The number is 603-283-6160. That's why we need all these wars. That's why we need this (laughs) massive federal government. 603-283-6160. And does he support our rights to leave? Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, live Sunday show. Phones are open if you want to join us here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie and Nikki. Don't forget, you can join us online. Just go to freetalklive.com. Archives exist there, and they go back for many years. You can click and download as many as you like. You can also subscribe via our RSS feeds, a.k.a. podcasts. You go to feeds.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to those there. You can plug our podcast into your favorite podcast client, and you can also use some of the the big names. They're all linked over there at feeds.freetalklive.com. That's feeds.freetalklive.com. I think we still have David on the line in California uh, David brought up this idea of the so-called social contract and says he supports people continually fighting with one another uh, to try to make a better America or something like that. And David, you, uh, I think, Bonnie, you were pointing out to him that you never signed this so-called social contract. You've never even been presented with the contract that you could in any way review, correct? Correct. David, what were you well, uh, saying about I that? Don't, I don't appreciate you mischaracterizing what I said. Okay, uh, go, if, go ahead and correct if, me then. If, if it was a battle to get rid of a king, and then the next plateau we reached was to come up with a constitution that uh, the founding fathers agreed on, and that bound together 13 uh, states uh, so that they would be able to do commerce within each other, uh, within the 13 states, and then... I, I gotta stop you right there. None of that was necessary. None of that was the only way that society would be able to go on. You're acting like we needed these oh, founding fathers to create the ability for um, markets in the United States to be able to trade with each other. Nobody ever needed the Constitution to do that. All you need is, I have this all. stuff, you have that stuff, let's trade... And the ability to travel doesn't make any sense. We never needed anyone's permission. We have the natural right to do anything that isn't wrong. Well, uh, as you may be aware, women uh, were basically written out of the Constitution. So the fight to include women uh, took a hundred and something years uh, to uh, actually uh, give you the right to vote. Another reason I you. never need to ever listen to any of the things that the founding fathers say. They weren't even talking to me. And I don't care if later some people went and amended it. Think- it's a completely useless document that has either allowed the tyranny we have today or it was powerless to present it. To either prevent way, it. prevent it. And either way, it's unfit to exist. You just according to Lysander Spooner. Okay. Just sit wow. There. Oh, wow. So you really, okay. so, yeah, that's... The next, part, the next part of the social contract, say like the alphabet, 
That's part of the social contract. You don't sign on to it. That is a part of the social contract. I could decide to stop using it, but I just wouldn't because it's part of the language that I speak. That has nothing to do with I need to have a King Joe Biden telling the gas stations to drop the prices of their gas on Twitter because he doesn't understand what markets is and I have to live under his rule. That has nothing to do with the alphabet. How about numbers? Are, are numbers, do they mean something? One, two, I, three, You're using four, the same exact five. thing, just different That's examples, and it has nothing to do contract. with the government. It's not part of the social contract. Well, maybe you better look, get a little learning. Because the, get a little learning. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need to... social contract... Do you go to public school in California, one of the worst public school... David, uh, would you consider yourself a misogynist? social contract is what we all agree. No, it's but not. We didn't. I mean, I everybody didn't. doesn't agree. I mean, obviously, everybody doesn't agree. You wouldn't think that we were all arguing to fight for the Constitution to mean whatever you want it to mean if everyone agreed. That David, doesn't make sense. David, she told you earlier she never agreed to it, and you just ignore that. You don't care. You don't care what other people, uh, well, the way other people want to live your life. That's basically like the same thing a not rapist only, would say. Not only are you showing your ignorance by not even studying what the social contract is, David, but where do we? get a copy of it uh it, it, it's been written about since the magna carta have okay. you ever studied contract law look and then bonnie you make a good point you have to in contract law you have to be presented with the agreement you have to agree uh to it you have to sign on to it this doesn't even exist david it's just in your head it is just no, an excuse that people about- like you use to justify violence against other human beings. That's all this is. And what I want to know from you, David, Tell is you, do you believe I that... To David, you David, I have a question for you. Of years. And you're pretending I have a question you're, for you, you're David. Okay, well, there were people writing about the Earth being flat for hundreds of years, so I, I, I don't really a, think that that means something is true. I just have a question. Will you allow the people of, say, New Hampshire to go their own way, go their separate way, or the people of Texas, uh, to say goodbye to the United States and do their own thing, say peaceful secession, or do you think that violence should be used against those people? Well, those are two crappy uh, uh, sides of the coin. Uh, The fact of the matter is... To you. Are you Ann Rand? What's the answer, though? What's the answer to the question? Have you ever heard of Coke suckers? You know, Charles Koch, uh, who, who made his... What does that have to do with the question I asked you? Because libertarians are from the Koch family. Koch suckers. That's okay. so you're, stupid. Uh, okay, so anyway, you're so... Calling, well, hold on. You're just calling He hasn't names. answered a question. Well, uh, yeah, I know I want to get him to answer the question. I don't think he will, but you're just calling names at this point, David. So do you have an actual answer you're, you're to the question? You're not making any logical example. Are you going... And you're are he you wasn't going trying to, to present an example. He's asking you a question, and yeah. you can't answer it. I just want to... Uh, can you answer this question? Are you going to allow people to, to leave the United States, the, the state of... Fill in the blank. Texas, New Hampshire, whatever. Or are you going to advocate that the military invade and and use violence against those people? When you say leave, adios. You can leave the country no, no. anytime you want. No, no. It's called secession. It's where the people of New Hampshire vote to say goodbye to the United States. They don't physically go somewhere. They are saying we're dissolving these political bans. What do you think about that? Well, I think you're uh, cowards. 
I don't care what you think. Are you going to use violence against us? Are you going to support violence being used against your neighbors who are saying we are quitting this union? So what percentage of the New Hampshire population do you think would agree with you? For for this example, let's say 100%, because that's not relevant. The, the, the question yeah, is, is if we did vote... Yeah, it is relevant. Okay, then 100%. It would take at least two-thirds to vote on a constitutional amendment to leave the United States and in New Hampshire. This is kind of a yes or no like question. What do you bet it's more than 2%? You know, okay, so you don't want to answer the question. He doesn't want to answer the question no, because it'll make him look like a, a tyrant rapist. I mean, no different than a rapist, no different than a murderer, somebody who is willing to hurt someone because they don't want to do something that he wants them to do. In this case, it's agree to whatever his interpretation of the Constitution is. You think you're little rebels, but the fact of the matter is, is you don't even know what a social contract is. Yeah, you're right. I've never read it. And I asked you for an example of where I could find it, and you refused to provide it. You just go rambling. You don't even know what a contract is, obviously. Do you you know what the word contract actually means? Do you want to be cheated? That's what secession is. Because we'd be missing out on our birthright of the federal (laughs) effing government. Yeah, you you see, you don't understand here, David, is there's a bunch of people that are sick and tired of this union. And the idea of continuing this union is going to become less and less popular over time. And you can sit there and stamp your feet about it, and you can ignore what's actually happening out here. And you can say, oh, it's only 2%. Well, we don't have the numbers yet, but there is going to be a poll that's being conducted in, I believe, eight different states. I think California might be one of them. And so I'm looking forward to getting the results of this poll. We don't have it yet, but our friend Alu Axelman from uh, the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence, they're putting this thing together. And so there's going to be eight states where they're going to actually ask people how they feel about independence. And this is a pop. This is an idea that as time has come again, it needs to happen on a uh, it needs to happen at least somewhere in the United States. And then once it happens in one place, it's going to happen elsewhere. And the fact is, David doesn't want to answer the question honestly because he's not an honest person. I thank you for the call tonight. Uh, he doesn't want to admit that he is willing to advocate for violence to keep his precious union together. That he believes we've all agreed to under some ridiculous concept of a social contract that no one has ever seen or been presented with. At least that's alive today. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open if you want to join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. Join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. We have our own social media site. It's social.freetalklive.com. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners and hosts of the show there. We run the servers, not some big corporate megatech corporation uh, that's doing it. It's just us. And so you got a little more freedom to express yourself there at social.freetalklive.com. We did pull up this officer footage, by the way, of the man that was shot 60-plus times by approximately eight officers Uh, in what is just a brutal execution of a man who had no weapon on him. Uh, We can tell you a little bit more about that coming up here in moments. But Major Payne is on the line in Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Girls, how y'all doing? What's on your mind tonight? Welcome back to Snivelization. 
<laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Um, yeah, the White Mountains, it sounds like a good place to be. It's kind of peculiar. We got Porcupine Mountains in northern Michigan. Oh, wow, that's, that's funny. I didn't know that. No. That would be great of an... Um, of a name for the White Mountains, but oh, sure. it was so beautiful up there. It was my first time going up there. I was only there one day, but wow, it was so beautiful. Yeah, it really, it really is a great uh, special place. Rogers Campground, of course, is open you know, the whole season. So uh, folks who heard about us talking about the campground over the last couple of weeks, you got plenty of opportunity to get up here before they close it down for uh, for the wintertime. In fact, uh, Nikki, there is a uh, the Woo Fest coming up yep. in, in August. Uh, what's the website for that? Do you know? Um, Lightandlibertyfestival.com. All right, yeah, check that out if you are into uh, that. You'll probably have a good time. But what were you calling about tonight, Major? All right. Ian, you kept me on hold for damn near an hour and a half. I'm going to run the trifecta right quick. Uh, you let uh, Jerome steal my thunder. I was going to inform you that was why Akron had their fireworks removed before mm. the July was negated in Akron, Ohio, because of the protests over the shooting. Okay. And uh, 60 bullet count? That's At least. damn near what they pulled out of Clyde Barrow when he was killed by the cops. I mean, we're talking Bonnie and Clyde warfare mm. here. Wow. And this kid was running away. He was. He looked over his shoulder when they unleashed on him. I mean, if you're hit three times in one side, damn right you're going to spin around. Yeah. That, that, that video is all foolishness. They kept him standing up for 30 seconds just with the impact of the bullets. That was heinous. Yeah, it's pretty uh, It's pretty awful. And, you know, it's, it's, it's dark out. It's impossible to actually tell what's happening in this footage. So, you know, it's, again, just the word of the police is that, oh, they were scared for you, their lives. You by can this. see, oh, sorry, police officers, they're closer to the guy they're shooting. Mm-hmm. But why aren't we seeing those uh, videos off that that guy's? There's eight videos on this, so oh. you get all of it. And it's all just completely all right. like I said, I'm impossible to talk. To Go ahead now. You guys were talking about uh, the nudity and the uh, absurdity of it at the Porcupine Freedom Festival with these Frisbee, frisbee boys. Yeah. Well, I wonder how many complaints there would have been if it had been uh, a pack of nine well-endowed wood nymphs running through the, running through the timber, right? That's a good point. So you talking about if it was females? Yeah, exactly. I think that they would still complain because the conservatives are the ones we're talking about here, and they get upset at nudity, period. They just... I, I think they'd complain, but one of the things you guys didn't cover was there was a man saying that the guys walking around were... I don't even know if I can say it on the radio, but a thing that only happens to men that was <laughs> visible. Yeah. Yes. They were saying that... That's what the claim was. That's what the claim was, and it doesn't seem likely. It sounds like something a conservative was like, oh, I know it will make it seem worse, but... You know what happened? First, it was like, they're naked, and then he didn't have a good argument because people are allowed to be naked there, so then he had to up it, and then he had to create this fabricated story and add more and more details just to prove his point, is basically what was happening there. All right, let's get to the tail of the trifecta here. I think it was Jeffersonville or Jefferson City, Jefferson something in Indiana. There's a funeral home that was busted with 31 rotting bodies. The stench was so bad, that's how they got busted is by the smell hit a walker by. Oh, God. What did they get busted for? Just not burying things? or. yeah, just not burying, maybe not even embalming properly. 
by regards to the stink factor, but there was one woman I heard that she said she sent her brother to this place six months ago mm. and could not get a response on, you know, any of the funeral arrangements or I don't know if it was supposed to be a cremation or whatever. That's odd. But this dude was just harvesting money and letting the bodies get ate oh, by the maggot. Ew, that's, so that's horrifying. There's evidently no respite even in death here anymore, dude. Wow. Major, thanks for calling and sharing your thoughts on those issues. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I will say this about uh, Jalen Walker, who definitely did not need to die in a hail of gunfire like this. But it is weird. Like, there are some weird things about this. He does bail out of this car from the passenger side. The car is still rolling as the police get out of their cruisers and attempt to kind of surround this guy as they're shouting at him. It's it's very profane. We can't play it on the air. Uh, but, you know, F, stop the F, this and that. And he proceeds to exit the car that he was driving from the passenger side so that's weird the car's still moving how could he possibly unload a gun set it down get crawl over the seat and get out that door it doesn't make any sense in in like you know a second it doesn't make any sense in seconds while still driving it it didn't really make any sense and i wondered the same thing while watching it it didn't make sense to get out the passenger side as in like oh it's further away from the cops there were cops right there on the passenger side so it wasn't it didn't seem strategic and he is wearing a balaclava so like Hmm. that's pretty clear in the video they didn't put that on his head so what a strange set of circumstances the police allege that a shot was fired during the car chase there's scant evidence for this there's apparently a gunshot that they say can be heard in the video uh of the officers chasing him they claim some sort of a flash is visible it it looks like something shown off the car like in the like video that i saw looked like a, a reflection it, i mean it was all in it's, it's, all the cars it's from very far away it's like one of the road cameras that they happen to have footage of this guy so like that's weird and then like you said bonnie why did this guy and again maybe he's he's obviously not acting like a sane person so there's that hmm. but why did he take a, a handgun that he has ostensibly already shot at the police with out the car window unload the magazine from the gun, leave them on the front seat of the car, and then bail out while it's still rolling. Out the passenger side. Out the passenger side. He's surrounded by cops on both sides of the car, so it's not like he had an advantage, I would say, by getting out of that side. But maybe he did. Maybe it made it easier for him to to run away, or at least he perceived. There's uh, a lot of strange things about this story, and I think there's a lot of details that where that aren't being shared that mm-hmm. we'll probably never find out it could have been that he was just uh scared for the reason why he ran but it also could have been that somebody else was in the car and that's being covered up for some reason cops lie about everything every day yeah it just seems like there's more to this story that mm-hmm. we're just not going to find out yeah it's hard to know what the truth is here um you know we've heard that this young guy doesn't have a criminal record at least that's what uh, jerome said when he called in about it earlier i have not seen anything about it they're not saying you know if, if there was a, a criminal record for this gentleman they would certainly be pointing that out 
when the police were making their you know their uh, their press releases about this and they they don't have that right because if they had it they would they'd put it right out there on you know paragraph number one this person went to prison for violent you know yeah. crimes there's yeah. nothing like that so why why does he have a balaclava i mean it's not illegal to have a balaclava but it certainly is, is weird a balaclava is essentially a face mask that covers your entire head with just the eye holes, basically, and maybe a mouth hole oh, on well, it. Oh, COVID. Like a ski mask. Like a ski mask, yeah. Maybe it's because of COVID. No, because it wouldn't cover your mouth. There's usually a cutout uh, to be able to breathe out of it. It's also, I presume this is a reason. Well, maybe he shooting. got a medical exemption and he was allowed to cover his nose, but not his mouth. I, I, I don't know about that. But it's, it's again, Wait, it's, it's, it's totally normal to cover your face suddenly in society. That's all I'm pointing out. Yeah. It's not very normal to wear a balaclava. And I presume this is this is a recent shooting. I, I mean, I guess this probably just happened fairly recently, but I don't I don't know exactly when. Jerome said today, but no, they released the video on uh, today. So it happened at some other point. Uh, the number here, if you want to join us, it's 603-283-6160. Coming up, people are upset about the latest Barbie doll. She's the yoga Barbie. And Christian so-called influencers believe that it might be the devil's doing. We'll oh, I'm tell sure. you about that coming up here in moments. Hour number three is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live and off the third hour of this live Sunday episode. We're back in the studio here after a couple weeks. The beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and Forkfest. Uh, with you tonight, by the way, it's Ian. It's Bonnie and Nikki. And of course, you can join us on the phone number 603 283 6160. We will take your calls and thoughts about whatever you want to discuss, whether it be the police shooting a man to death 60 plus times uh, apparently mostly in the back because he was running away from them at the time police claim they were in fear of their lot li- from you know of their lives and so therefore that justifies uh, just wholesale murdering somebody that uh, that somebody else called in about that tonight of course you can bring up anything that's how it works here on free talk live the phones are open can i make a not a correction but a point of course well I just want to point out that I wasn't offended that David told me to sit here and look pretty because I know that most men get so mad when I am right and they're wrong and I happen to be a woman and I just think it's funny that it triggered him. I was mad at him for being so incredibly wrong and so sure that he wasn't wrong. That's all. That is a great point, Bonnie. I find a lot of like... um men with like low confidence issues mm-hmm. they get very upset when women are more intelligent than them or oh, making yeah. better points than them or know things that they don't know it's very confronting and triggering for yeah, them and it, it was really interesting that it came from that particular caller so for listeners that don't know who you're talking about david in san francisco is a hard left you know basically communist who has been calling this show for probably at least the last decade he's not a every night kind of caller but he's regular enough to where we recognize him by by voice and normally when you if you were to talk to a 
liberal man from california from california you would expect that the official line would be like well we got to respect women that whole line and then he just went completely off on you and acted like you were a know-nothing and that he was a know-it-all it went against the point he was trying to make in that moment too he was like bonnie you have to believe in the social contract theory be or yeah the social contract because without the Constitution, women wouldn't have rights. And I started saying something about that that he disagreed with. And he said, you just sit there and look pretty then. Yeah, totally <laughs> tried to blow you off. And it was ridiculous. Uh, but if you want to get catch the archive of the show, you can hear that whole conversation. It was in the last hour. Uh, you can go grab freetalklive.com. Later tonight, the archive will be available. But Nikki, you are a yoga uh, trainer. Is that yeah, the right I, word? I use yoga teacher. Mm-hmm, teacher, right. And you've been doing yoga for how many years? Um, probably like 10. Okay. That's a good, that's a good amount of time. So Bonnie and I were a little new to it. We were kind of like beginner uh, level, maybe novice. We started doing it uh, regularly in January of this year. So correct. Beginners. Uh, so I guess we can all relate to this story to some extent. Uh, and this is coming from the monastery.org, the universal life church, Uh, which is a a great church, and they have a a cool little newsletter that comes out. I think it's like once a week or once every other week. And that's where I saw this story. It's it's a few weeks old at this point, but it's one of the ones I've been hanging on to you or for you, Nikki. It is uh, about the Yoga Barbie, the new Yoga Barbie that's apparently coming out. A bunch of Christian so-called influencers, at least one of them, is upset about it. And uh, here's the story. One of America's most beloved toys might just be a vessel for demonic possession. That is according to Christian influencer Yasmin Suri, spelled S-U-R-I, whose post about a Barbie doll on the shelves of her local Target is going viral. But it's not just any Barbie. This is the Breathe With Me Barbie, a special yoga edition of the iconic doll. I can't believe there hasn't been a yoga Barbie before. She seems to have... Every occupation, it's usually like a really hip thing. Yeah, I'd be shocked at this if this was the first yoga Barbie. Yeah, I don't remember one specifically, but it seems like something Barbie would have already done. But I mean, Barbie's been around for, what, cool. like 70 years or something like that? It's been a yeah. long time. And it's funny that they choose this Barbie doll, too, because she's just meditating, and it's very, like, relaxing music, and I, I just don't see what's so demonic about this. Well, maybe we'll find out here. Stickers on the front of the packaging say Barbie can do five guided meditations, and she's packaged in a seated, cross-legged pose. So how did this doll become a source of internet controversy, generating tens of thousands of likes, shares, and comments? Well, Suri claimed the children's toy was nothing less than demonic, a tool of indoctrination by Satan that could possess your child and cause them to rebel and possibly even kill themselves. What? The post begins, quote, Yoga Barbie is at Target on the shelf. Satan always comes as appearing innocent. He will never come with horns and a pitchfork. Satan is after the children. He wants to use them and indoctrinate them for his glory. Then, when he's done, he will destroy them. Unquote. Now, wow. what I want to know as uh, you know from you on this one, Nikki, as somebody who's been involved in yoga for 10 years, is this a thing that you were aware of? Are Christians yes, it is. this upset about yoga, mm-hmm. which is basically stretching? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and there is there is like a spirituality component to yoga, and there is there some could be there could be. So there's there's very there's a lot of different there's a huge spectrum of different styles of yoga. Right. 
Um, the style that I teach is more like I bring some Hindu influences and some Buddhist Uh-oh. teachings and stuff like that. So <laughs> I talk about like Hindu goddesses and and if you're talking about anything besides the one God, the mm, Christian God, you must be then Satan. You, you must be Satan, okay. and you're trying to murder children, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so weird that you're bringing this up today, Ian, because today when I was meditating, because I felt so awful. And I just had no other way to get myself to feel better. And I just started meditating. I had this invasive thought that I had to try to just ignore about how I used to be afraid of meditating because I was raised to uh, think it was demonic. Wow. Wow. See, I've heard about the the big one is the tarot cards. Hmm. Christians are very against anything like tarot cards or anything like that. But the second you label it as angel cards... And they're like, oh, yes, the angel cards. We love angel cards. And it's really? like, that's a tarot card deck with angels on it. It's literally the same thing. But not it's, my mom. Just, it's just the branding. Oh, she wouldn't be down with angel cards? No. If it's not in the Bible, then it's bad. So is the idea that Christians are against meditation, that they're worried that someone's going to quiet their mind and that's when Satan is going to reach oh. in? Um, Is I think that the idea? I think that that's pretty close to it, but it's also just the fact that it came from another religion. Like it oh. came from another religion, so it's obviously a way that that religion that was created by Satan um, it'll pull you in, uses you, or uses. Or, you know, it's a thing that that religion uses for Satan to control you. And maybe it is something like, mm. oh, if you quiet your mind, you're allowing. You're you're not thinking on. Okay, this is I'm what my mom would say. It. This is what my mom would say. She would say, "You're supposed to only meditate on God." And I know <laughs> that it doesn't make any sense, and I don't know what part of the Bible she'd re- be referencing or anything. But I've heard my mom say that term before. Mm. Uh, that wasn't all. Here is the oh they they well they tried to link us to the full post, but apparently that post has been possibly removed or the privacy settings may have changed. So. The, uh, the full post is no longer available, so we'll just have to take what their, uh, their excerpts are here. Hmm. The crux of Missouri's argument seems to be that meditation and yoga are inseparable from Hinduism and that this is a stealth attack from Satan himself on America's Christian children. Quote, God forbids all practices of Eastern religion as a Christian, she argues in the post. She says further, you must remove all toys and clean your children's room of all demonic attachments, lest they become rebellious, depressed, and suicidal. The message went viral with thousands chiming in to uh, share their thoughts. Some criticized the reasoning and others outright mocked this idea. One comment said, my daughter has recently been doing yoga and it's been really good for her. Enjoying the red tint in her eyes, too, brings a nice ambiance to the room, said one comment. I want my money back, said another. I never got demon-possessed at yoga class. What a ripoff. <laughs> Just at another, not everyone disagreed with the post, however. One comment with thousands of likes said, quote, the poor children of today, even Barbie is a pagan. I guess next will be homosexual ponytail Batman action figures. No innocence can be found these days. The patience of Christ for this world to turn from Satan. Yeah, Barbie's always been so innocent. That's why she always has babies. <laughs> Uh, won't turn. Uh, she said, that, uh, "The patience of Christ for this world to turn from Satan won't last much longer." There's a little bit more here about the hysteria over the yoga Barbie. Christians are freaking out, and if this is something that upsets you, and you can explain why parents should be concerned over yoga, which is again basically just stretching, uh, it's just a good practice. There's more coming up. It's free talk live. 
Talk Live, and you can join us here on the live Sunday episode of this program, the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Are you a Christian who has a problem with yoga? Because that's what the story that we're sharing with you tonight is about. Uh, There's apparently a yoga Barbie that came out. It's officially titled Breathe With Me Barbie. And it's a special yoga edition of the doll. She sits in a cross-legged position and she can lead you on guided meditations. Apparently at least five of them. Uh, So it's kind of an interesting, you know. I think that has to be the coolest Barbie that I've ever seen. Like I want to go out and buy this Barbie. Yeah, so, and it's setting off some Christians. There's a so-called Christian influencer named Yasmin Suri, who I went, I just looked for just a few moments ago, and she's only got a couple thousand followers on Instagram and several hundred. Now I'm sure she has more. On Twitter. Maybe so, but I mean, when I think of an influencer, I think in the tens of thousands at least. least. Uh, You know, I say that as somebody who's got like 2,000, so I mean, by no means am I saying, whoa, ho, 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 you know, but, you know, a few thousand people, like, I guess maybe that's, I I mean, that can't even be big for Christian influencers. There must be Christian influencers with hundreds of thousands of followers, but regardless, I'm not, you know, not trying to take her down based on her number of followers, uh, but her opinions, however, are fairly, apparently standard issue for Christians, which is to say that any other religion is to be essentially called satanic. That's what this person is saying about yoga. Oh, well, because it's not Christian, therefore it must be of Satan. Keep your children away from this practice of stretching. Well, and it's just kind of strange to me that she thinks that Barbie is supposed to be strictly for Christians. Hmm. Nowhere, There's no evidence of that. Yeah, nowhere did the maker, uh, Mattel, I think, nowhere yeah. did they say that this is a Christian toy geared for Christian families. It's just a toy for kind of everybody. So it would make right. sense for them to... I, I just don't get why they're so offended and why they're like, this is going to scar the Christian children for life. Well, what <laughs> about all the other children that aren't Christians that have to look at all your Christian toys? Is that going to scar them? Hmm. Uh, there's a little bit more here from the monastery.org who is reporting on this. It's the Universal Life Church. They, uh, by the way, recommend their newsletter. They always have a really interesting kind of, oh, this religion's getting upset about this thing news. And so anyway, going on here, uh, it says this isn't the first time the combination of kids and yoga have set off alarm bells. The state of Alabama actually banned yoga in what? the classroom all the way back in 1993. Wow. At the time, Christian conservatives who pushed the bill argued that yoga in the classroom was a gateway to Hinduism for children. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be because they're going to find different values with the philosophies of yoga and they might be like, wow, this is way better than Christianity. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's funny that the word gateway was used as if it's <laughs> like literally a drug. Or something. Yeah. Uh, and I, um, want- I just have to say, this lady, Yasmin Suri, she's obviously had plastic surgery. And there's nothing... She looks very fake. There's yeah. nothing specifically against that in the Bible, but... Um, I just think that sounds there seems isn't? less. I mean, wouldn't the whole destroying your, your body's temple? A temple? Yeah, that's that's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like that seems more against Christianity than uh, stretching and clearing your mind. Uh, so wasn't there just a Supreme Court decision that essentially said? 
that you can have religious activities in government schools. Isn't that one of the big victories that the conservatives are rah-rahing the Supreme Court for? I haven't looked much into it, but from what I've seen, it's there was this Christian or person. I don't know what religion praying whenever they had a victory. It was a coach. It was a football thing, right? uh, Praying every time they had a victory or whatever. At, um, right, and he got fired, didn't and he? he got in trouble. But then the Supreme Court ruled that he was la- actually allowed to do that, which seems to me that that should be covered by the First yeah. Amendment. It's not like he's forcing the entire football team to pray with him. Yeah, right. that's just wrong. it's his own practice. That's strange to me. But it's pretty funny because Carlin Boroshenko on Twitter she pointed out uh, to some conservatives. Because uh, they were saying, oh, this is a win for us conservative Christians. She was like, you know, you don't know that the guy wasn't praying to Satan. Satan, And they also, the Supreme Court also protected his rights to pray to Satan. And they were all freaking out at her saying, that's not true. It was, it, they, were, they think that the right to pray to Jesus was protected. But really, mm. it was anyone's religious rights. So yeah, Christians I, are crazy about that. I think that's the point that Carlin was making. It's like, okay, in three, two, one, we're going to have the Christians upset now because some of the Satanists or whoever, you know, the the Buddhists or whoever, what other, other religion that they don't want are going to show up at a yep. football game and they're going to have their religious Yoga. observance. They're going to you know, do whatever it is they do and then the Christians are going to freak out and, oh, no, 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 this was just for you. This, this, yep. this ruling was just for Christians. No, this ruling was to allow a religious expression by an individual at a governmental occasion. That's what turned me off of Christianity is the exclusiveness of it. Like mm-hmm. they, They're very pushy and i don't want to say all of them are pushy but it's very much this is the way this is the right way and there's no other beliefs that could possibly be correct in this like within the scope of christianity where there are other religions where they believe that different religious beliefs and different gods can coincide and can exist together and it doesn't completely dismantle their entire religion oh yeah, and i think that religions cannot have that yeah and yeah. i think that's much more tolerant and a, a better practice and a, a, just a better belief set in my opinion and one thing i don't like about that in christianity is that their beliefs aren't based on any principles there aren't just principles that they're taught there's you can do this you can't do that god likes this god doesn't like that there's no re- rhyme or reason to it nope. why would god say that you can't be gay if it's consensual to both parties. It, it seems self-apparent. Seems like God made gay people to me. I mean, It seems self-apparent yes. to me that if you're not raping someone, you should be allowed to have gay yeah. expression with another person well, who wants it. And that does make sense, too, because if everything is an expression of God, and if God makes no mistakes, then yes, didn't he make gay people? That's a great question. If you want to weigh in, you can join us, 603-283-6160. A little more about the Alabama law, though, since they brought it up. Again, they uh, banned yoga in the classroom in 1993, and the state didn't end that policy until last year when Alabama Governor Kay Ivey signed a law overturning the ban on yoga in the classroom. Although children are forbidden from saying namaste oh my God. Oh my gosh. in the government school system of Alabama. So that still exists. Namaste, by the way, means I bow to the God within you. That's mm-hmm. my understanding of the, the translation of that. I have a little brother and a little sister, well, two little brothers and a little sister in Alabama schools. Now I want to train them to say that. 
And you're going to love this one, Nikki. Apparently, it's still on the books that poses, yoga poses, may only be referred to by their English names. Oh, my God. Oh, because they have Sanskrit (laughs) names. And that's, this is just getting to the, like, racist. Like, at this point, this isn't about religions or Satan or whatever. This is kind of just... That's like saying you can't speak Spanish in school. It's yeah. it's has racist vibes to me. It's Definitely. crazy, but that's Alabama for you. Yeah. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in on the yoga hysteria, people are freaking out apparently in the Christian world about a yoga Barbie uh, that is on store shelves. The number is 603-283-6160. Or maybe it's not on store shelves. Maybe all the controversy sold this thing out. It wouldn't surprise me. More coming up. Talk live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. As we continue, uh, phones are open as always, but we are talking right now about the Yoga Barbie controversy. Apparently, some uh, Christian influencer types are upset over this Yoga Barbie. It's called the Breathe With Me Barbie, and it set people off a couple months ago. We're sharing the story here tonight because uh, our co-host, Nikki, is uh, has got 10 years of experience in the world of yoga. And, you know, you don't seem like a demon-possessed uh, person to me, Nikki. I just want to you know get that out there. Thank we you. We haven't <laughs> seen her past 3 a.m. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, so we can uh, talk more about it, but the phones are open, which means you can bring anything up tonight. So let's go to Jack. He's in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, I was curious. Uh, did you make it up to Porkfest or Porkfest? I did. Uh, I was able to get up. Bonnie and I went for one day. We went to the Porcupine Freedom Festival on last Friday or this past previous uh, Friday, not not this weekend, but prior it was to the twenty fifth or the twenty third or something, something like that. And I I had the honor of being able to speak from the main stage. I talked about the FBI and their targeting of liberty activists here in New Hampshire, specifically uh, surrounding this show and the activists here in Keene. And that video is available if you go to freetalklive.com. I did post that over the last few days, so if you uh, you know obviously you weren't there, you didn't see it. You can see it now because the video is up. I watched the surveillance video that was posted. That was like a holy folks thing. Darn. Yeah, you're referring to the footage of the actual raid on our studio that happened in March of 2021 at 6 in the morning uh, when our house was partially destroyed by the FBI and dozens of agents uh, coming in here. It's pretty insane, and that footage is also over at freetalklive.com for those who want a little taste of what it was like to actually have to go through uh, that instance. Yeah, a, a lot of people have been saying like it's one thing to hear about it, and it brings it to a whole another level once they actually see the footage. Yeah, and it's you know it's whatever angles we happen to have. Obviously, it doesn't give you the full. Uh, feeling for what it's like to be awoken by explosions and breaking glass and having you know a bunch of strangers pawing through your stuff but you know it's a taste of it so you can get that over at freetalklive.com what else jack well i was calling it you know and this could tie into it why would eight cops shoot one man 60 times did they have to stand over him to get the last 12 in it just doesn't make sense. You're referring they to the case in Akron, Ohio, where a 25-year-old yeah. man was shot, as you said, over 60 times by eight cops. 
Um, I think it's sort of a, to some extent, it's a monkey see, monkey do kind of thing. As soon as the first cop shoots all of them, then let loose, even if they don't even know what's going on. It's just sort of this instinctual, violent, we're a gang. That almost makes sense for like two pulling the triggers but they each had to pull the trigger eight times yeah they must have emptied you doesn't know, make any sense their, their it seems like it's almost yeah. like a video game like none of this is real it's almost like it's a video game for them yeah. and they're just yeah. well they got the opportunity that they wanted and that's why they joined the police i mean we know that some people actually get incentivized to join the police because they can get to shoot people and they have sure they do. Uh, qualified immunity we know yeah. that because in manchester they advertised that they were hiring and they, they put as a job benefit Qualified immunity. Anything else, Jack? Sick. Well, I hope, Ian, you could just sit there sometimes and just be pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call tonight. The number is 603-283-6160. So, yeah, you can weigh weigh in on the the police shooting, the latest one. Uh, but But there's a little bit more here on this yoga Barbie controversy. We looked up the influencer, this Christian influencer. We can talk a little bit more about her because she's got an interesting background. Quite a sinner uh, in her past. But, uh, well, of course, you know, the Christian view is that that's okay, right? Uh, but here's a little bit more. We were talking about Alabama banning yoga in the classroom back in 1993. That continued until last year when the a law was signed overturning that ban. Although children are forbidden from saying namaste and poses must only be referred to by their English names. I'm going to call my little brother and sister and be like, did you know that the Ninja Turtles say namaste? Isn't that funny? Ninja Turtles? I don't know. It just seems like something they'd say. So I'm going to make it sound cool and I'm going to train them to start saying that. And I'm going to be like, you should tell your teachers that. Your parents are going to hate that, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they would hate that. Uh, Back in 2018, blogger Matt Walsh reignited a yoga hysteria when he argued that yoga and meditation are unwittingly practicing Hinduism. He suggested that it was, quote, quite literally, unquote, playing with fire, arguing that striking a warrior pose could accidentally put yogis in a, quote, demonic trance. Oh, my God. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) I mean, if one group of people didn't discover how these poses, you know, helped the body circulate blood and things like that somebody else might have discovered it and and i mean then th- we would be living in a world where christians did yoga well, and, and you know what so like the spin i put on yoga is pretty like multi-denominational like mm-hmm. i bring a lot of things from different religions into it and just different philosophies and theories that's um, exactly what a demon you, would do by the way right exactly but you could do a christian version of yoga where you're talking about god and you know Bible things along with the poses. So it's just weird to me. You know, this could be spun either way. They're just choosing to get upset about it for kind of no reason. Some Christian leaders agree with the sentiment. They say that even if there are physical benefits to yoga, the potential for demonic influence not is worth it. too high. <laughs> How As- can you measure what the potential for demonic influence <laughs> is? You just have to listen to your pastor. They know best. Mm. Because God told them. Uh, As megachurch pastor John Lindell put it, quote, Yoga positions were not designed by your local fitness instructor. They were designed and they were created with demonic intent to open you up to demonic power. 
It's my master plan. Yeah, they're they're outing me right now. This is what they actually believe. Now, going back to Yasmin Suri, this is the Christian influencer, author, speaker, and singer, the one that, as uh, Bonnie pointed out, has had tremendous plastic surgery done. She had her face removed and then replaced. Yeah, it's really frightening, actually. You want to talk about a demon. <laughs> uh, you know, look at this woman and what she cut on her face. I mean, it is absolutely frightening to look at this lady's face. And I am in no way saying that it's actually demonic to get your face removed and then replaced, but it's just pretty freaking, you know... It's clearly against what the Christians say. Yeah, they say don't make any permanent permanent marks on your body. So, apparently, Ms. Suri was, she says, previously involved in the New Age movement and the occult... Before she claimed that Jesus saved her, this is a story according to churchleaders.com, Suri was born in India to a Sikh family and moved to America as a child. Being bullied led her to wanting to gain control over her life and other people, and she thought spiritual experiences would provide this control. She said she was getting into horoscopes and studying about psychics and witchcraft. She said demons revealed themselves to her, quote-unquote, on a continual basis— telling her that she had purpose for her life, but her experiences with the occult left her feeling Sounds like empty. pretty great demon that telling her that purpose. she had purpose in her life. Quote, it gave me power and a sense of control, but there was no answer for me, she said. Uh, one year, she asked a friend of hers for a Shirley MacLaine book for her birthday, and her friend gave her a Bible instead. And I guess that uh, she said that that's what led her into becoming a Christian. I can't believe that works on people. I remember just giving them a Bible when I was I I was very young. I was maybe eight years old. My friend's mom was very, very religious and she would always try to give me Bibles. And I would always make up some excuse like, oh, uh, we have one at our house because even at eight years old, I was so uninterested in this lady pushing her religious beliefs on me. Mm hmm. It was just, it's weird. It it is. The pushiness is a turnoff. Like, don't come to my house and knock on my door and try to tell me about Jesus or I just don't care. The kind of Christians that I really like are the ones that aren't pushy. The ones that just live by, you know, you talked about principles earlier that a lot of Christians don't have them. But the principles of Christianity are that you're supposed to emulate Christ, right? That's what a Christian is supposed to be. But is it when they also believe in the Old Testament? It's just full of so many contradictions. They don't have any principles. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. If you want to join the discussion, you're welcome to in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up. Here in the remaining moments, we have enough time for you if you want to jump in at 603-283-6160. You don't have to talk about religions fighting with one another. We're not talking about a war in this case, but we are talking about Christians being upset over a yoga barbie. They say it is uh, a way for demons to take over your children or something like that. Uh, here tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And you can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com. You can uh, go over there and enjoy the various different features that we have. You can support the show 
uh, over on our AMP program at amps.freetalklive.com. That takes you to our AMP's Patreon, and that helps us to advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. It's amps.freetalklive.com. Nikki, you were looking a little bit further at this. What was her name? Yasmin Suri? Yasmin Suri. She's a Christian influencer who's outed Mattel for having a yoga Barbie, and you've been just kind of digging through some of her online yeah. posts. So before the break, we were talking about how it's kind of off-putting to be a very pushy Christian person. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled upon this post on her Twitter saying, Christians who say we shouldn't push our reliefs on other people either don't believe in hell or mm. they don't understand who goes there. Well, that is definitely the, uh, what do you call that vision or that that view of Christianity, the fundamentalist, if you will, right? Like they truly believe that everyone but the Christians is going to burn for all eternity because they believe their supposed loving God would actually do that to its creation, which seems insane to me, but that's what they believe. And so that's why they are so pushy because they literally want to save people from that. That's why I have mixed uh, mixed feelings about really pushy Christians because I don't want to deal with that. I don't even like when somebody stops me and is like, hey, would you like to let me straighten your hair in the mall? Like, that's just so annoying. Like, please leave me alone. Is that a Christian thing? Oh, no, no, no. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, just I don't like being stopped in public and asked oh, my like opinion of being a salesman, okay. anything like that. So, of course, it's annoying to me. But I'm always thinking if my mom really thinks that I'm going to burn in hell, it's it's like... I would be almost, I mean, if she really thinks that, then it's almost like she would be really freaking evil if she wasn't always texting me that I should accept mm. Jesus into my life. So I get your point. Yeah. I don't get really mad when somebody who does care about me pushes it. It just annoys me because I want them to think about, think for themselves. Like they are incapable of thinking for themselves because of the system that they're in that actually teaches in a lot of churches that logic is demonic. <laughs> of course. So, yeah, of course. Like, seriously. You- but she must know, right, that pushing you isn't going to help. So and that's she's why not she doesn't do it every, every day. every single day. Yeah. Like, how often does she do it? Maybe, like, once every six months, she's like, Bonnie, I'm just wondering, since you don't go to church... I don't know. You know, I can't think of the exact thing mm-hmm. she says, but she tells me when I was younger, I wasn't a Christian and I was lost. And then I found Jesus and Jesus is the only reason that my life is okay now. And just I'm always reminder. just like, yeah, just like mm-hmm. a reminder. And I know that what she's getting at and it's, it, it annoys me in the moment, but if she didn't do that, wouldn't she be like a really evil person person? Like if she really believed that I'm going to hell, and she didn't want to convince me to become a Christian. Be an evil person, but she would definitely be not doing what her scriptures or whatever, her their interpretation of them would and, suggest. And then there's another aspect of a complete stranger. Like, uh, you, it's not like I don't want them to care about me, but it's kind of like, my life is none of your business. Like, please leave me alone. You know? Yeah, it's a little... It's different it's than a, my mom. It is annoying, too. Yeah. And it's just, you know, like, worry about your own stuff. And I think that's a big piece of it, too. People... A lot of Christians are so worried about saving others and mm-hmm. their hero complex. Mm. Clean your own house first. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, Like I was saying before, there's a certain type of Christian that I think you tend to encounter more within the libertarian community, at least, because they are out there. 
and they do tend to kind of do their own thing. Like they're at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but they're not going to go around slapping people with Bibles or whatever. They're going to have their Bible study or they're going to have their uh, their Christian meetings and prayer sessions or whatever. And they're going to do their thing. And if you want to ask them about it, they're going to tell you about it, right? And that to me is what they should be doing is setting the example of what Christ is supposed to be like, which is this forgiving, loving peaceful person right like if you believe the the christian scriptures or whatever that is what christ uh was supposed to be doing and of course most christians i think was was it gandhi who's uh i'm I'm gonna butcher this paraphrase it but you know it's not your christ that i disagree with it's your christians basically Mm, yeah is what was you know frustrating to him and i think that's true across the board for a lot of of christianity they really uh, have not done themselves any favors and and they wonder why they're losing members they wonder why people are turned off to their messages it's because their approach is not a friendly way of going about things and there is a better way of doing it and, and like i said that's setting an example living a good life so maybe somebody will ask you and say well like what makes you so special what's what do you believe and that's when you have the opening because when somebody asks you and i'm not just talking about christianity i'm talking about just in general whether we're talking about libertarianism or some other sort of thing that you want people to know about the pushy method is a counterproductive method uh, although that said i mean i was out getting petition signatures today and you do kind of have to push uh you have to ask people in that particular case. It's different when you're asking somebody to let someone on the ballot than when you're telling someone, if you don't believe what I believe exactly, you're going to burn, burn in hell. hell. Yeah, right, it's Bonnie. different. That is, yeah. <laughs> that is that is quite different. Uh, but I do acknowledge that, obviously, to some extent, those who want to spread a particular message do have to reach out. So, I mean, it is a tough balance, I would say, for somebody in that that particular viewpoint to uh to me and i'm not a christian by by no means i was raised uh, in a christian family but thankfully we weren't the kind of fundamentalist uh types so they never You're the watered re- down type yeah that my mom would have said is presbyterian not real. <laughs> uh, is the uh, the particular one but you know there i certainly did know of people who were in that kind of pushy type and you know it, i that turned me off for for a very very long time uh, i'm a panentheist now i became an atheist when i was a teenager because i was pushing back against christianity and i thought well the only place to go would be to say there is no god and then it took me about a decade to figure out that there actually is and uh you know my perspective it is all that is that that is god and everything that is outside of existence is also god Uh, or the universe is god if you want to look at it that way and so i've been someone who's sort of picked things that resonate with me from different religions whether it be some out of hinduism or quakerism there's sort of this mix to me like whatever feels right is what i go with that's typically what i do as well and it's actually interesting you said that about like most Christian libertarians are the more the less pushy kind. This pork fest, I was actually on a religious panel oh. with um, someone that was Jewish, someone that was Christian, someone that was Buddhist, and then me, who was kind of like supposed to be the yoga person, but I was more of a you know I have a mixed bag of mm-hmm. different religions that I follow. And the Christian who was on the panel, and pretty much everybody on the panel was very respectful, and they were just asked certain questions and shared their beliefs without any judgment. That's the way so, it ought to be. 
Yeah. And it was, it was great. And I actually learned a lot. I learned so much more about Christianity and Judaism from that panel than I would have if somebody was pushing it on me. Right. Because once you start pushing it on me, I'm going to tune you out and I'm not going to retain any of that information because you've, I'm already uninterested. To me, that is one of the reasons why we formed the Shire Free Church about a decade ago was to have a place where people of differing beliefs, it's an interfaith peace church, can come to to share their perspectives on religion together because that would have been a completely different panel if those people were shouting at one another and saying, oh, well, you're wrong or you're going to burn. Then everybody would have turned off. All the audience would have been, you know, polarized or they'd get up and leave or whatever. But instead, what you had was a, you know, really um, expansive kind of learning experience where everybody could benefit from hearing those different perspectives that were being shared. It sounds like it's a real winner. I hope somebody got video I don't think so. Uh, and it was, was it, it was a pretty small group, too. It was at the Spiritual Village site, uh, okay. but it was kind of... Uh, you had to be there. Yeah. Exclusive. <laughs> Still, uh, I do, you know, would love to see more video coming out of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I, I hope that more of these camps or whatever, these hubs, will actually get footage of the things that are going on to really put it out there for folks that weren't able to attend what was ultimately a sold-out festival. So glad that you were able to, to make it, Nikki. And we are out of time for tonight. But we will return tomorrow because, like I said, we're back in the studio every single night here. If, uh, if you didn't get on the line, I know Sarah called at the very end of the show uh, tonight. We are back, so just call earlier tomorrow and we will get you on the air because that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. Meanwhile, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Namaste. Namaste.